This week on the BevCast. You know romance without finance is just a nuisance. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BevCast. Hey, BevCast. Episode 364. Woo. Hey, Nintendo Xbox 364. <laughs> yeah. That's like a Wii. It's three sixty four taped together. Sure, I don't know. Four sixty four. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go and watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Let me rate them: good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They go one to five. Jocks and robot jocks. But don't concern yourself with that this week. Because no. bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags is some douchebags after Twilight. Boo! Boo! Don't like it. A lot of things worse, but we don't like that. Um. So <laughs> this is the. Sure, it's such a mess. These days. <laughs> this is the final week of black exploitation history month. Boo! Aww. And we uh, want more. And we one more we, week. We might have gone out on a low note. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we went out on the note, nonetheless. Yeah, um, yeah. 1977's P.D. Wheatstraw. Star, right. Starring the Bamfcast own Rudy Ray Moore. Uh-huh. Back again. Um, Listener recommendation. Yeah. Uh, so plot summary is going to be very quick this week. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way. P.D. Wheatstraw is a candidate to become the devil's son-in-law. <laughs> That's all I'm going to read. <laughs> I mean, yeah, accurate. Yes. And he's Rudy Ray Moore. He mm-hmm. sure is. He's Dolomite. Yeah, true. That's all he is. He's Dolomite, who is him, basically. The, the only reason he's Petey Wheatstraw is so he can rhyme it with the devil's son-in-law. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. only reason. Otherwise, this is just straight up another Dolomite movie. Okay. Yeah. He's not reaching. I mean, it's, he's it's not. It's another Rudy Ray Moore <laughs> thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the other problem with this is, is this is going to be a very hard movie to talk about because... It's just a hodgepodge of scenes kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. oftentimes having nothing to do with the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, I guess I guess we can attempt to go through the movie because it begins uh, basically with his birth. It does. Well, yeah, it begins with him narrating from hell. Sure, yes. About how he gets to become the devil's son-in-law, I believe. Right. Doing his Rudy Ray Moore, I'm going to rhyme some stuff, but then I'm just not going to bother some of the time, and then I'm <laughs> going to rhyme some other things. Yeah. But yeah, he recounts his birth during the Great Miami Hurricane. Of stock footage. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads to um, his mother on a bed, very pregnant. They bring in the doctor who is uh, one of the one of the racist dudes from Dolomite playing, you know, Playing a new character here. But Rudy Ray Moore is born after a watermelon. But he comes out yeah. at about five or six years old. I'd say and about eight or nine. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. He's up there. And starts cussing out the doctor and jumps on him and is attacking him. Well, and for, then, for slapping him, you know, like you do yeah. with a baby. Mm-hmm. And then cusses out his parents. <laughs> When when the doctor slapped him, he slapped him twice. And the first, <laughs> cut it out. Well, the first time, yeah. like you know, the you don't really fully 
they don't shoot it well enough that you see that it's a full-grown child that's supposedly mm-hmm. being born. Well, he, but well, he's you sla- can see feet. That yeah. Are yeah, like, you can see large feet. And mm-hmm. I, at first, I was actually thinking like it was going to be full-size Rudy Ray Moore. That's what out, I figured, too. Which I would have been funnier, but, yeah. but when, you know, when the doctor that's what slaps I was him, expecting. when the doctor slaps him, he goes, ow! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and he goes, cut it out. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, after he's all the way done, that's when he's like, he says something like, no bitch-ass doctor's gonna, you know hit me or then he attacks the doctor then he then he goes after his dad and he's like you're you're the guy that's been you know waking best, me up waking every me night, up every waking night. Me up every night. <laughs> yeah so yeah eventually um, his mom's just like knock it off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and names him Petey Wheatstraw yeah you right. are Petey Wheatstraw cut to Petey Wheatstraw getting beat up in an alley <laughs> yep yeah yeah uh, uh, like four kids are beating on him and for I don't know I don't know what reason it's not really ever given. And he swears vengeance on these kids. And this guy walks along. And he's like, "Hey, the wizard shows up." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "I'll I'll teach you. I'll teach you everything. Like all you need is your wisdom, and I'll mm-hmm. teach you the martial arts." So we get a just a montage of him learning martial arts as a teenage kid or whatever. Yep. Um, and I guess he gets better. You know, I mean, through, <laughs> I mean. He gets better because the first time it's like every martial arts training sequence, the first few minutes or whatever are usually just the the master guy Mm -hmm. kicking the student's ass. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is in this for a while. And then, you know, it's like, all right, this is how you use a weapon. And then he uses the weapon. And so he gets better. But but this is fast. I mean, this is like the first five minutes. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Like like this stuff moves like the rest of the movie does not. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually his training ends. But he tells the sensei or whoever this guy is that he says, well, you know, I, all this stuff is cool, but I really have the need to be someone who makes other people laugh and who's a comedian. And I feel like that's my destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to Rudy Ray Moore, old, you know, old, <laughs> old age, Rudy Ray Moore, right. Doing part of his act, or I guess wrapping up his act and, Telling a woman who's getting up that she has a big ass, mm-hmm. and then telling her husband to shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. or he's gonna take this lady's titty and knock you out, and knock, knock him you, out with it, knock your ass out with it, <laughs> and then he says thank you, good night, and everyone's like hooray, and it's like that's the worst stand up act I've ever. Heard. <laughs> but I mean, look, y- y'all's main complaint about the Dolomite movies was how much yeah. they focused in on his act, absolutely, and this is all the act there is in this entire movie. I agree. The entire plot revol- revolves around him supposedly going to put on another show. Yes, but we we finish this one off. And he's like, all right, it's on to the next place. There's a lady crying like, how come you won't take me with you? And he's like, whatever. Baby. He's like, I'm ready. I'll, I'll send for you later. Yeah. Bye. So they're just going to the new place. <laughs> then we cut to the main. I wouldn't even say the main plot. There's like seven main plots of this movie. Mm-hmm. The fir- the main plot of the first half of this movie, which is there uh, are. Uh, there's there's Le- a rival club that's opening. Leroy and Skillet are two <laughs> yeah. guys that run. And that, that I is what they're billed as. I believe that's their actual names, too, right? It, yes, yes, they are a comedy team. Okay, so Leroy and Skillet uh, own a club, and they are, are getting financed by some dudes. By Whitey. Yeah. Mr. Mr. White. White. Yes, yes, by Mr. White. <laughs> and they're Subtle. putting up this money to basically put on a big series of shows during an off-season so that they get all the money in this town, because there's like mm-hmm. no other acts for this off-season. They're all on vacation. This is L.A., right? Sure. That's the airport they were leaving. Yeah. But the end credit said something about Philadelphia. So 
Okay. I don't Who know. Knows? But I think they're supposed to be in LA. But so they're they're basically on this hook for this large sum of money, which they're like, sure thing, you know, you're gonna get twenty percent return, we're gonna make a ton of money, we've made it, hooray. Um and then yeah. I don't know, whatever. Other antics One happen. Of them. Yeah, other antics, we they basically find out that Rudy Ray Moore or yeah. PD Wheatstraw is coming into town the day after their opening night, thus probably going to kill their business because he's so popular. Well, those yeah. dumbasses are opening on a Tuesday anyway. That's so. That was my thing, is <laughs> they hear him on the radio going, on the 15th, All right. I'll be doing my show. And, <laughs> the other, and he's like, what? And flips through his book and he sees for, the 14th, Tuesday, and it's circled, opening day, real big on it. <laughs> and then he flips to the 15th and he's like, oh, no. We'll be open then. Yeah. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a long series of, hey, Skillet, hey, Leroy, things we have to we ha- we do have something. To, yeah. It, and at first, it's kind of like, hey, we just have to like not let his show get promoted because yeah. he's got people that are hanging posters for him and stuff. Well, first, and, like the first thing we were like, hey, let's just call him and see if he'll postpone. Right. Like that, like, which they like don't they, like do. They seem, yeah. They, they <laughs> seem like they know him, which they do because yeah. when they finally do talk, it's a well, par- he owes, uh, they owe him money. PD Wheat's draw money. Right. So they're kind of hesitant to call him, but that's the plan they come up with first is mm-hmm. we'll call him and work this out. Yeah. But they don't call him. They no. don't call him at all. No. So they send their goons. Well, then, after- no, they do call him. The second time, yeah. he says okay, he's second call. time. The All first right. time, the plan is let's call him, and instead they don't. They just wait for them to start hanging posters around town, and then yeah. they freak out even bigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they send the goons around to follow the guy putting up posters. Or well, first they just caught him putting a poster up and take it back, and they're like, "Look, they're hanging up posters. He's mm-hmm. he's really coming." And they're like, "Ah, shit. Well, go scare the guy putting up posters." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah, it's literally first stop. They go to yeah, they go to, they go to. I don't remember the guy's name. There's there's so many characters in this. Poster man. Po- poster guy. He's one and of, brother. He's, he's got like two main friends. Jimmy mm-hmm. and what was his other guy's name? Ted. I don't know. I'm accounting. Leroy? No, it was Leroy and Skillet. Yeah. I, I think, don't know. I think Ted was the other guy. Okay. Anyway, but like, they're like, yeah, go go scare him so he'll stop putting out the posters. And um, that involves going to his house where he is... Like this dude's Rudy Ray Moore's friend. He's probably in his thirties, but for some reason he has like a twelve-year-old brother. Um, <laughs> it happens. Sure, sure. Um, but like he's just sitting on the on the porch, like having a heart-to-heart with his brother, who's like got the hoop dreams and he's going to be a basketball star. But he's, he's like, like skipping, stay, stay skipping school. school so yeah, you know, he's had this heart-to-heart of like, yeah, you, you got to sk- stop skipping school. You promise? All right. And the goons roll up and they're just like, hey. And they they again they really don't explain their point. They kind of just start menacing him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's like, okay, you're on, you've just come up to me on my property. I'm going to stand up like I'm going to fight. And fights breaks out, and immediately uh, Scarface dude pulls a, a gun. Scarface Willie. Scarface Willie. <laughs> yeah. Pulls a gun on him yeah. and shoots the little brother inadvertently. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess the little brother tries to kick the gun away. Yeah. He's like, he has and a gun gets and shot. Like, tries to karate kick it and, yeah, gets shot in the chest or in the stomach. And, um, he dies a dramatic death. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, like this, I won't totally, totally, this yeah. is fucked. No because, more. I mean, like, this is a goofy-ass fucking movie. Yeah. And, like, we are, I'll, it feels like an hour in, but I'd mm-hmm. say we're probably 15, 20 minutes in, maybe. Well, let, let me let me go back to something that happened before the kid oh, got, okay. got shot. Because when Rudy Ray, Ray Moore got to town and he went to his club and was like, all right, we're going to do business. And then he goes outside to leave, and crackheads have started dismantling oh, right. his car. Yeah, right, that's, right. Right. that's right. And I think it's revealed that Bumpy and 
skillet or whatever their whatever their names are Leroy set the crackheads to fuck with his car or whatever yes. but what happens is they dismantle his car and go running off and it becomes a benny hill sketch of we've got car parts we're running through town oh no this gentleman has eggs oh the eggs have gone everywhere including they're carrying the bucket seat from this cadillac mm-hmm. down the street and some lady is just like I don't know what to do. Oh, I got caught by the seat, and now I'm being carried around, and now apparently the jostling yeah, made me just, pass out. It's Benny Hill type shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's pretty good Benny Hill type he, shit, though. They they even speed it up at one point where he's just running around a barn or whatever, but then he he confronts them at a fence and mm-hmm. starts doing his really shitty kung fu. Yeah, and that's a barrier. Not they weren't trying to sell the car parts. No, no, not <laughs> not a fence, but yeah. an actual wall. Right, sure, <laughs> and. And this, I mean, it's if you saw the human tornado, it's the same shit. It's just him yeah. making embarrassing noises and doing this head tilt thing, yeah. and yeah, same of, director, yeah, and yeah. just kind of making contact with people, but not really, mm-hmm. and everyone acting like, oh dear God, I've been hit by the most powerful force in the world. Yeah. Well, so, like, like Rudy Ray Moore is incapable of making a movie where everyone in the movie just isn't fucking mesmerized by Rudy Ray Moore the yeah. second they see him. Yeah, like like he's just not. That's not in him to uh, to have anyone but the bad guys you're supposed to hate. Yeah. Talking shit at Rudy Ray Moore. But like, so he beats them up and then drags them back and makes them put his car back together and then tells the crowd, next time you see these idiot crackheads, kick them in the ass. We're not going to tolerate crime in our cities mm-hmm. anymore. And this starts this weird trend of Rudy Ray Moore is like this community hero, but then at times we'll just straight up attempt to murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. Like he's trying to come off as this noble hero. Right. But then every once in a while we'll just plot someone's demise <laughs> for yeah. no reason. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good point that you brought up the, the car steal part stealing. Cause that's so goofy. And, and then you just totally shift to little kid just got shot and yeah. died in front of everybody. And then immediately cut to like, <laughs> hold off an ambulance, even though he very clearly just died. He died. It cut to like, Funeral, like, you know, literally like a, a flip wipe kind of thing, like, whoop, you know, like, yep. I mean, just again, like inappropriate transition. Riri Moore is now in this striped suit and white gloves, totally inappropriate for a funeral. Man, what a suit, though. What a suit. And if you thought the kid getting shot was a tonal shift, oh, yeah, just wait. Because, like, at first, I was like, oh, that's a dick move. The guys that shot the kid are, are sitting across the street from this funeral while they're like, everyone's coming out of this church. Because I thought I thought they might be like about to get out of the car and be like, yo, we're sorry. Maybe. Or, no. or maybe just menace them even mm-hmm. further. Just be like, well, that's what you get. Well, they do menace them. Stay in, out of the comedy that, clubs. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> like, they, they do menace them for a minute. Yeah. In that, this is a fucking mob hit. Yeah. I mean, they break out. Tommy guns. Yeah, they menace them for a second before shooting ninety percent of yeah, the. And they, they light, gun down go. They light up the mother first. I yes. think. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. mother or who's no. singing a spiritual. She's in front. So yes. yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, no. I don't. I don't think the mother was singing because she was. Oh no, the mother out. was at the back of yeah. the okay. back of the cast. Anyway, but, right. like, the lady who's leading the right. singing. Yes. Yeah. Dead. Of first person bringing this this child's coffin mm-hmm. to the hearse. Yes, they obliterate this crowd. There are about 25 people. people on the steps, and they gun them down. Yep. And all, and, of them. all of Pete them. Yes. He's, Lots of bullets he's dead. enter him. Movie over. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Shit. No, no, no. He wakes up, and he's in hell. Well, well <laughs> the dead, like, a, a man in a, oh. a man with a beard 
Mm-hmm. A man in an even worse suit. Yeah, just kind of walks over to him <laughs> and he's like, green hmm. velvet jacket. Crushed green velvet jacket, like mustard pants and a gold hat. He looks like Oof. a garden come to life. <laughs> he he yeah. is like carrots and all the things have come to life and embodied a man. Oh, he's like that. He's uh, like, uh, he's he's like the, that episode of Lost in Space when they lay yes. on the vegetable plant. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> if, if the plant man had a deity... It would be this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the plant man. I love that Plant man. Plant Yeah, but he he tells Petey, he's like, hey, man, I got a deal for you. Yeah. Check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I got this stick that can do anything. I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. We're cool there, but... And you cannot be dead. Yeah. Well, no, he, he didn't give him a cane, right? Not at first. No. Okay, not at first. Yeah, because he, he yeah. promises it to him. Sure. Yeah. But he's like, hey, listen. I need my daughter needs to get married. Y- you do it. You, well, you, she needs to get married, and you need to put a child in her. Put, yeah. put a son in her. Yeah. yeah. In exchange, you cannot be dead and avenge. Yeah. We'll just we'll we'll this omega, we'll, thing we'll yeah, omega, and he, we'll and this whole bit here. Yeah. Yeah. He basically shows them here's they here's them gloating about killing you and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really weird because the two guys who own the club who have kind of been just kind of goofy comic relief and have shown no tendencies towards murder whatsoever are now like, are they dead? Great. Fantastic. Now we can open our comedy club. And it's like, what on earth? (laughs) Yeah. The business strategy you guys have is not going to work out in the long run at all. But yes. So he makes this deal with the devil. Oh, not before he shows her. There is a running joke in this movie where he, uh, (laughs) the devil shows uh, Petey Wheatstraw a, photograph of his daughter which we don't get to see no No. but throughout the whole movie it's is is there do you remember the quote exactly like (laughs) well he says well he's like okay man i'll marry your daughter and then he's He's like like, what she looks like like. and he's like Like, oh no man i'll change my mind i'll just be dead that's cool yeah and and (laughs) the devil says basically i know she's unfortunate or my my daughter is unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) it's like fortunate yeah it's like wow man (laughs) <laughs> way, way to really stick up for your kid, Satan. Yeah, but so he's like, nah, all right, whatever. I don't know. He never really agrees to it, but it, I guess does somehow mm-hmm. because he, you know, cool. what ha- the the shooting gets reversed basically, mm-hmm. and everyone's alive except the shooters aren't there. So you think the event has become undone, but it hasn't because the dudes Everyone have already knows it happened. Yeah. Also, Even the people who got shot knew it happened also, because Petey, they're freaking out. You asshole. Why not undo the kid getting shot? Yeah. While you're making deals with the devil, right. you fuck. Yeah. Just undo all this. <laughs> um, it's weird that the devil, I, I think the devil specifically didn't offer that. He yeah. knew. He knew what he's he doing. Yeah. You can't give him he's all. smarter away. than Petey Wheatstraw. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're making a deal with the devil. Negotiate. Yeah, negotiate. (laughs) But he's so fucking ineffectual in this movie, he Mm -hmm. can't speak words. Step one, don't make a deal with the devil. Well, sure. But basically, like, the whole scene is undone, except it did happen. And then they all go back to Petey Wheatstraw's place or whatever, and he's just like, yeah, man, made a deal with the devil. I guess I got to marry his daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something, something, blah, blah, blah. And then Scarface shows back up for, like, half a second for something and doesn't realize that, or sees... No, this is in an alley somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's later on. But he basically, he's already trying to figure out how to get out of this deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. And not really because, hey, I made a deal with the devil and I'll be in hell forever. It's because the daughter's that ugly that he doesn't want to marry her. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has no qualms about yeah. being in hell. But what happens is, you know, and the and the uh, friend who's, who's the brother died, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to beat the shit out of them right. now that... I'm alive. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yes. Yeah. And 
despite you know these guys gunning down the entire group, they mm-hmm. think everyone. They don't think everyone was dead. They just thought Rudy Ray Moore was right. dead. For some reason, they have no problem with the brother being still alive, beating yeah. him up. Yeah, because he picks a fight with them, and of course, there are six of them that come out. Yeah. And that's when Rudy Ray Moore kind of comes out from behind the corner in the alley, and they all have comically exaggerated freakouts and close-ups of their faces as they scream and run away because they think he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And he holds the he holds Scarface Willie up yeah. and is yelling at him, and he's like, uh, you, you know, Tell him I'm coming, you know, the, doing the Terrence Stamp thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just yelling in his face and the guy shits himself mm-hmm. to fart sound effects and other things. Yeah. Cartoons, <laughs> trombones, yeah. trains, whatever. It, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, you know, he's he's basically like, hey, go back to Skillet and tell him. <laughs> Yeah. What's the other guy? Leroy and Skillet? Leroy and Skillet. Skillet. Yeah. We're never going to get it right. Nope. But he's like, go back to Leroy and Skillet. Tell him. Doodlebug and Tell him pickle. I'm coming and, and <laughs> hell's coming with me. <laughs> Doodlebug and Pickle. Doodlebug oh, and pickle. I remember them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he tells him to go back, which mm-hmm. he does. And they're like, I thought you killed him. Are you sure it was him? They're like, yeah, it was him. Yeah, totally him. Definitely him. And they're all just like passing out because he shit himself. And mm-hmm. one guy passes out and they do, I don't know, six music cues for him to pass out. They do like the whistle slide and the, the tippany drum and just everything they could possibly do to let you know that he is falling over <laughs> to faint. Mm-hmm. It's just, here's a bit of comedy. We stuck in here for no reason to laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually they're just like, fuck, get, get him out of here. He mm-hmm. smells like shit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's is, that's really kind of the end of that. They're like, oh, I guess Rudy Ray Moore is still alive, and mm-hmm. and basically the whole resolution for all of that bullshit is just like, oh, you didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. That's all they ever say after that point. Yeah, because then it's like, well, we got to finish building the nightclub sure. for the yeah. show, and lying to White. Yeah, just telling him everything's fine. There's no big deal. Someone's mm-hmm. in town, but we'll take care of it. Yeah, and that just leads to a show. Yeah. Well, 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 well. First, first, the scene where they do go get the devil's cane. Yes. Because oh, yeah. um, uh, there's a drunk in a graveyard doing drunk hobo stuff. Sure. Babbling incoherently, <laughs> falls in a grave. Well, that <laughs> must be another like skit guy or comedian or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just a guy doing a bit. At, at like for about ten seconds, it was funny because he's drunk and he thinks he's at his house and he's knocking on the headstone. <laughs> yeah. And like, why? And wondering why his wife won't let him in. Yeah. But. But as That's, with everything in this movie, it goes on too 10 long. Ten seconds is cool. Two minutes, three minutes, four minutes of it, eh, not That's so enough. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he eventually falls in a grave, an open grave, and that's when Rudy Ray Moore and friend show up. Mm-hmm. And friend is just, oh my god, spooky graveyard. Mm-hmm. Ah, and uh, it's. Yeah. But they, they just they, do they a dig bit up the stick, and... which is yeah. But they dig up the stick, which is pimp cane. Mm-hmm. It's not even bare. It's like. It's a stick with a microphone taped to the yeah. end. Of well, it. <laughs> it's under it's under a tire, right. slightly covered by some grass, in a pink satin bag. Mm-hmm. That's like, a hell of a way to hide a pimp stick in a graveyard. Yeah, yeah. But, which is the title of my first album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, now he has. The yeah. Stick. So that then he goes. He's basically just like, hey, call or he. He's got a he's got another lady that's now in this new place. Who um what's her name? Nell. Uh, Nell. Yeah. yeah. Nell. Um and <laughs> he's just like <laughs> yeah he's like Nell get us some tickets to the thing. Like, Are you sure you want to go? And he's yeah. like yeah I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Which their plan is 
put on some goofy hats. <laughs> like really, the, start they, of a good they, plan. They mm-hmm. don't disguise themselves really no. at all. They put on some goofy hats. Uh, have Jamaican some accents. terrible Jamaican <laughs> accents. Like I do a better Jamaican accent than they do. And, and it's Rudy Ray Moore. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Yep. And he's got his he's got his devil pimp cane. Um. And they just roll up in here, like right past the Scarface uh, Willie and everybody. And they're like, don't I know you? And he's like, hey, man, you no. don't know me. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Bomba clot. I don't know. <laughs> they don't even do that. No. But, um, no. Anyway, so like they, they go in and they're just sitting there watching this show, which at first I was like, I, this is our this is an all right show because the guys running it are, are dickheads. But like there's a big giant brass ensemble with all mm-hmm. kinds of neon colors. However, like the longer their act goes on, the way it's filmed is basically like if you remember YouTube about five, ten years ago, there were the quote unquote shreds videos mm-hmm. where you only ever heard the music coming out of whatever person was on screen at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly oh, yeah. what happens in this kind of inadvertently. Because yeah. <laughs> like you've got this band with like ten people on stage and it's a pretty good sound, and then they cut to like three trombone players and it's just like and all the rest of the band goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's like isolated score tracks yeah. for some dumb reason but best part about this band is the lady who's playing both keyboards and a trombone yeah that's simultaneous awesome. that's fucking awesome like good for her mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but like so but yeah this is i mean this is his grand plan because <laughs> not only were they are they are they the club owners slash promoters uh leroy and skillet are one of the headliners for this <laughs> right so they come out to do their comedy bit which is i don't know just dumb I mean, they're yes. they're in like these over, they're large men anyway, and then they're in these like comically over large clothing things. And Rudy Ray Morris just using his devil pimp cane to make him say whatever he wants them to say, which mm-hmm. is basically insult uh, the benefactors and the audience and everybody else mm-hmm. until they're like, ah, shit, let's get somebody else out here. Yeah, which is they bring out a lady to sing, mm-hmm. and then he nice lady, perfectly nice lady, has nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, I mean, except he's, he is trying to, to ruin the show. I know, so. but yeah. this thing he poltergeists her, yes, he he rips yeah. her wig off, <laughs> rips her clothes off. Well, first and, he messes with her voice because yeah. she's like oh, singing yeah. and she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone in the crowd's like, huh, that's odd. And then, yeah, rips her clothes off, her head, her wig goes flying off, and that's and she runs off stage. Yeah, and that's they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, and and then he just starts making it snow in there for some mm-hmm. reason, um, and it's just you know debris whipping around the place yeah. and everyone just Scarface is outside. He's like, I can't find the keys or whatever. And, and you know, the brother comes up and is like, Hey, now I'm going to kill you. And they kind of run away, but it's yeah, just the but, club empties out. But side note, that guy basically almost beats the dude to death. And then the last second, the guy pulls his own knife and stabs himself. And there's this whole dramatic thing of like, don't take this from me. Yeah. And it's like, all right, here's some more weird drama in the middle mm-hmm. of this fucking goofy ass shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, when was the part where he found uh, dynamite in the trash can oh, I think at the club? Oh, that was before this. That was probably before that, that. That was the first instance of the magic cane pimp power. Doing right. things. Yeah, because yeah. they're, oh, just, they're the, just sitting there auditioning. Because there's a woman. As, oh, shit, yes. <laughs> yeah, lady. there's a woman oh, who comes on stage to sing a song, mm-hmm. and she sings like the same verse and a half. Yeah. Well, she, at first she comes over. in, she's like, my piano player is sick and couldn't make it, but I can sing a cappella. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in your mind, I want you to picture a tone deaf person singing mm-hmm. and then imagine that it's worse. Imagine them doing like a line and a half over and over and over and over and over and For over again. For about five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, they, probably longer. But also equally as long is Rudy Ray Moore pretending that this 
pimp cane has superpowers yeah vibrating around the room and that the dynamite is doing something like when it's not ticking when he's not holding it but then when he's holding it it's ticking and mm-hmm. everyone thinks they're gonna blow up and this woman continues to just stand on stage and sing not the paying attention same to verse and a half yeah. and then he runs out and blows up a watermelon cart with the dynamite mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, it, it was just. It, it, it sounds like we're those say, scenes that it just, sounds like we're saying some racist shit, but this movie is doing it. Yeah. There is multiple times where they're like weird ass watermelon shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know, but that that's in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that but, was the first instance of right. Pimp Kane has powers, mm-hmm. right? Because it was like I guess he didn't know how to control it, and then mm-hmm. it just was yeah. controlling him. It was like, oh yeah, there's a comic di- dynamite bomb in here. Yeah. But so they've resolved the conflict with the comedy club. Like, the the plot has ended. Basically, yeah. And you're like, oh, this movie's over. Uh, So what happens is, is that there's a long ass montage of Petey Wheatstraw gleefully jaunting throughout the the town, Mm -hmm. curing ills with his pimp cane. Just making things right. There's a guy cheating on his wife who's about to get stabbed by Mm -hmm. the wife. And he's been Rudy Ray Moore freezes them all and grants her a wish to wish she wishes her husband was turned into a dog. Mm-hmm. So he literally turns into a little tiny puppy mm-hmm. yep. and she carries the puppy home. Yes. Yep. She's going to feed it dog food. Yes. He stops a Mustang from hitting a small child who's running the street to grab a ball. Oh, man. To which he then proceeds to say, I'm going to comb your hair, kid. Mm-hmm. And aggressively combs this child's hair to the point that this child is bawling for real. Yeah, well, that was like, actually this child. That, was even, that, was a different that wasn't kid. even the one that almost got hit by the car. Oh, okay. Like the one that got hit by the car got like two tugs with the, with the pick. The other one was like, a, like a little three-year-old kid. Like couldn't get away. Even and, if he wanted and he just to. like picks him up and is like, yes, aggressively and yeah. literally and makes this, this kid, kid is like screaming, crying like, like yeah. for real. Like, this kid gets an ugly cry on yeah. Fast. Yeah. Like this kid's not acting. This and kid then, no, is this kid is terrified of yes. Rudy Ray Moore. And, and then just it, it's even molesting worse. his head. <laughs> it's even worse because they show another shot of Rudy Ray Moore back to like, you know, yeah, doing like, the happy <laughs> laughing. Yeah, but yeah thing. They, they so the kid is crying like full camera, and then they cut to the kid still by the side of the road, just, still crying, yeah, just crumpled and, over. And that's when they cut to Rudy Ray Moore just. You know, jaunting through the streets, down the street, <laughs> like, laughing. I am the best. <laughs> Look what I did. Wait, what what celebrity was the happy walk? Was that Keanu Reeves? No, who the fuck was that? Remember the no, happy? It was Leo DiCaprio. Was it? Yeah. Yes, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. That's, that's he was basically doing that, that walk. Basically, what he's doing. Yes, it was sad. Keanu Reeves, happy Leonardo DiCaprio. Correct. Correct. That's right. Sorry, <laughs> I just I got to get all the emotions correct. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's a. But God, it just it's slow mo of him walking down the sidewalk for the longest time, and then he gets right up to the camera and is just like slow-mo celebrating and laughing and laughing and you're like okay freeze frame and end this shit just stop this movie is over and he keeps doing this and then money starts falling from the sky for him i guess i don't know it's not like he's giving it to anybody he's just like hooray money is falling on me and the thing is (laughs) there's still a half hour left yeah yeah because it was 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 only a half hour after i don't know i think this is the point where you're like this is this is over right now, right? And yeah. I, I had to hit the info button to see. No, no not quite. It was a no, little bit later than that yeah. Be- because, like, the devil finally comes back and right. he's like, "All right, you took yeah. care of shit. It's time to time to cash the check here. Yeah, going and, to marry my daughter, right?" And, and Rudy Moore is just like, "I'm no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, I'm well, totally well, well, not going to do this." Okay, yeah, he does tell him, "You got to stop using the cane. Mm-hmm. That kid was mine. Yeah, and you took him from me. Mm-hmm. You got to stop doing all this stuff." Yeah. He says, "Look, I'll be back. 
tomorrow night, 1130. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. take you to your wedding. Yeah. Rudy Ray Moore says he needs another day. Yeah. And then, then he's got him. So what Rudy Ray Moore comes up with, he's just sitting around with his buddies and he's like, man, I don't want to go with the devil. So let's go get a wino. And man, you make a mask that looks like me. And we'll put it on this wino and fuck that guy. That guy's going yeah, to hell. We will literally <laughs> send that guy to hell. Yes. This is directly in well, believe- opposition to what he was just doing a minute ago with the pimp came, which is just like saving the neighborhood, basically. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go find a wino. We'll put my face on him. And then that guy's going well, yeah, to hell. And, fuck and that they will guy. get him. They, they We're going to pump him full of something. Yes. Yeah. That I, will- I was going to say, I believe they literally drug him to hell. The, yes. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Look at him jokes. You've been waiting on that. Well, one, I was. You? you guys were all over that for like five straight minutes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he is he said, I'll tell the devil that I have I'm, learned I'm meditation, very deep meditation, and they'll have to and leave me alone for like me. two days, and then it'll be too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just a stupid plan. But I still, whatever. I still want to know what the real drugs that they shot him full with. Because I don't know. It just looked like blood. It just looks yeah, like yeah, they had a syringe like full of blood, and they're like, fill him with blood. I know, but it was I mean, probably Ruby Raymore's blood. <laughs> no, just whatever was in his yeah, system. They filled him with Ruby Raymore. That shit will fuck you up. Put it in the wino. Yeah, so they've got the wino, and they've made this horrifying mask of Rudy Ray Moore, mm-hmm. and they put it on him, on the dude, and of course got to footage of Rudy Ray Moore, but right. they're like, all right, yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're so good. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. They, and, they, they have this plan, but it's not really a plan. Because they, I don't really understand. They I don't do, have anything after that plan, no, do they? No, they're, they're like, just, just make a guy look like me, and then, I don't know, I guess shit will just work out right. Well, he acts yeah. like, it, then we'll get on a plane and go to, like, St. Louis or something, and the devil won't be able to find us. It's right. like, okay, buddy. Like, the devil yeah. doesn't know where St. Louis is. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. So That's probably, like, chief place he is. Isn't that, like, isn't that the number one murder capital of the United sure, States right now? I yeah. think it is. But, Devil's all over there. <laughs> but so then, like, cut to, it's morning, and you see Satan in a jogging suit, gleefully jogging through the city mm-hmm. with like other people joining in. And it's like, is a musical number about to break? What's happening here? And then he just shows up and it's just like, hey, you know, I know I'm yeah, early. I got yeah, I got a surprise yeah. for you. Come with me. Yeah. And he's like, you're early. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, come check this out. I know you got wedding jitters. Yeah. So come let's, with me. Let's go to this condemned building. Mm-hmm. We'll go inside. And it's yeah. a bachelor party for you. Which is an empty room. Yes. And he's like... Although everything's red velvety yeah. <laughs> bullshit. And he's like, what am I going to do in here? Yeah. And... Devil goes... <laughs> yep. And it's full of, like, half dozen women with devil horns. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Rudy Ray Moore's like, all right, I like this. I like your style, Satan. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. back later. <laughs> and then I guess they decide that they need to outdo the sex scene from Human Tornado. Mm-hmm. Because he fucks all these women to death. <laughs> yep. Well, being Rudy Ray Moore. I mean, they're probably already dead, but fucks them to either way into <laughs> no longer doing anything yeah. else. <laughs> it's yeah, all sped it, up. It, Benny Hill a, bullshit. <laughs> another like a five minute sequence of him just like running around the room and mm-hmm. making faces at the camera and yeah. fucking each of fuck them ladies, and then yeah. slow pan over these women like laying on the ground dead mm-hmm. eyes wide open not moving fucked them all to death <laughs> because Rudy Ray Moore can't put himself in a movie without something like that happening no so yeah 
then he leaves and he's like, all right, that was awesome, girls. I have a rhyme for this, but something, something world, (laughs) you know, it. But yeah, and then he gets back. Yeah, he gets back to the bar right about the time the devil's supposed to come. All his friends are like, holy shit, man. It's like 1055. Devil's going to be here at 11. He's like, don't worry, man. And then my favorite part is like, (laughs) I think it's Jimmy, the the one friend who didn't, whose brother didn't die. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Just like Tiny Tim. Yes. Um, And. He comes running in. It's like they're here. They're they're walking in right now. And Rudy Ray Moore starts to like start a rhyme. It's like get the <laughs> fuck out of the room. You don't have yeah. time for this. <laughs> like if you're standing here and he's there, whole thing ruined. Yeah. Yep. But he does. He he gets away, and these two devil guys come in and take the guy away. Yeah. And again. Why didn't they shoot the wino up with more drugs? Because they make it about a block away before the wino wakes up and goes, wait, what? Where am I? Devil people. Oh, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, with horns, rips the mask off and Mm -hmm. screams and they let him out of the car and he runs away. Yeah, Yeah. which is nice. And then cut to the devil just going, I've been had. Get him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start shaking the camera and. Oh, fuck. I mean, this is this is the point in the movie where we're like, why the fuck is this not ending? Because. I mean, if we wanted to speed through it, the rest of this entire movie is send demon goons after Rudy Moore. Mm-hmm. They fight for a bit and go somewhere else and then fight well, for a bit and go somewhere else. I do like one thing about like when he's when he was he was hiding out in the girlfriend's apartment mm-hmm. and the devil shook the apartment to pieces. Yes. Like everything's breaking. Everything's falling. And all the girl when he gets back, the girlfriend's like, you're at my apartment. It's probably all wrecked now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, he's like, doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore's eternal soul is yeah. the property of the devil. It's like, man, he why'd you have apartment. to wreck my apartment in the process? She, she has another good line. She says something like, the devil's coming here and I, or he's going to be like mad as hell. Or she's like, or is it mad as heaven or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> almost like she flubbed the line. She didn't. But it's just her character throughout this entire movie is kind of she's everything about her is the opposite of what Rudy Ray Moore wants. Like she is just constantly like, I want to have sex with you and let's, you know, do bit, you know, and, and Rudy Ray Moore just wants nothing to do with her, but her mm-hmm. entire existence is to oppose whatever Rudy Ray Moore, Rudy Ray Moore is doing in that moment. Yeah. That's it really. She's, she's not wet blanketing anything. She's just has a totally different mindset than anyone else in the room. Mm-hmm. It's odd, but yeah. So she's concerned about her apartment. She's later concerned about her luggage because they dispatched the first band of devil goons. And then they're like, go pack. We'll go yeah. to the airport. It's like, OK, again, this is a stupid fucking plan because you can't get on a plane and outrun mm-hmm. Satan. Real dumb. <laughs> but that's what they 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 just pack up a bunch of shit and then go somewhere else. And then devil goons show up again. Yeah. Kidnap yeah. her. He climbs a ladder. It's oh, God. Little Wayne is written on <laughs> on, a, yeah. on a wall. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she gets taken hostage up on the roof. The devil is there and, and Lucifer is like in full devil garb yeah. now, which, you he's, know, he's dressed like Manos, the hands of fate. I mean, he's yeah. got full cape and, you know. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But but so they he's like, I got no I, she's not my property. Yeah. Let's her go. Yeah. And to which Rudy and Moore then begins to fight. And that's when she goes downstairs and. And the friend's like, he told me to wait. And she's like, well, I need my luggage. <laughs> yep. Keep in mind, Rudy Ray Moore is fighting the devil himself mm-hmm. on the roof of on, of this building. Yeah. And she's and like, her I need concern my is, let's go back and get my luggage. Mm-hmm. Well, and to, he's like, to be fair, she's got stuff. Rudy Ray Moore is fighting the devil. <laughs> she might as well at least get her luggage because uh, the devil. 
Mm-hmm. He's well, probably not going to win against the yeah, devil. But that's the thing is they come back. They're like, oh, well, maybe he was. I don't know. But God. So, this, yeah, Rudy Ray Moore has to fight all of them and eventually uses the stick to make the devil hurt, I guess. And eventually light himself on fire. Yeah, he, he lights him on fire and throws him off a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Which, then, why he didn't just do that in the first place. Well, if he had the stick. Yeah. <laughs> but but he, he goes down and gets in. Well, a he car. does that and then snaps the stick. Right. For no particular reason. Just like, aha, I've defeated. Satan is dead and yeah. all his power is gone. So let me go get in the car and we'll leave. He goes down and gets in the car that he thinks his friends are in, but it's not. Mm hmm. Devil's car, yeah, <laughs> and ha, ha, ha. and skillet and what's his face are in the front Lee seat. Ryan skillet, yeah, and they're just like, hey, didn't think you'd see us again, huh? And then the devil's there, and he's like, yeah, no, oh, hey. oh, and finally here's my daughter, right? And it's to like pull back the veil, hideous monster. Yeah, they did do bad. it. They did some decent monster makeup on her. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure, yeah, but because she's had a veil on the entire time. But I mean, yeah. she wasn't like oozing shit. I mean, no. She, She's I mean, just pizza face. She wasn't goopy. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, you know, like, you, you could have had a more disgusting sure. but demon fuck, thing. Let's just end because, yes. <laughs> please. It's true. The movie is over. Because Ray Raymore just makes a bunch of faces and starts screaming and then freeze frame and credits, which, fuck you, Petey Wheatstraw. You got what you deserved. <laughs> ha ha. Yeah, it is a Petey Wheatstraw's in yes. hell. Yeah. yeah. He goes to hell. Yes. His friends get to not deal with him anymore. Yeah. They don't have it's to worry really, about. It's a good ending for yeah. everyone. Yeah. They can breaks, just go about their business. He breaks out later and looks like Nicolas Cage now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Petey Wheat draws over. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Or the devil. Yeah. But before they had even gone up on the roof was when I said, was the runtime on this wrong? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like a 94 minute movie. Mm-hmm. And I was positive we were at the two hour mark. <laughs> I, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. I yeah. was like, something's wrong. We're at like the two hour mark. I and thought we'd been here two days. Yeah, <laughs> it was next week and Rudy Ray Moore was still being chased by dudes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But Guess now, what? Hmm. It's a Stargrove. Uh, it's a Stargrove. OK, it, it, I mean, it kind of is. It's a Stargrove. <laughs> I it pains me to say it, but this movie gets a Stargrove. We can we own the rules. We can just disqualify it. <sighs> We could just say no. fuck and, you know, no, no Stargrove for you. Totally can. Totally can. I, I don't no, care. that goes against the spirit of the Stargrove. It's right. not Nom, Chuck. There it won a Stargrove. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, that's the only thing it's going to get is a Stargrove. Come okay. on. We can't we can't editorialize facts here. Fair, you know, yeah, like yep. the yeah. fact is that that song told a story in the movie and yeah, right. like it or yes. not. Fine. That's right. No. That's a fact. That's the only thing it's going to get, though, because this is a three bag movie. Okay. I almost went more but there are a couple things that i actually laughed at i laughed at the at them murdering the funeral because that was so far out of left field yeah i was not expecting that yeah no so i had to laugh at that and there's something about like the thing about rudy ray moore movies is yes they are like their own entire thing in itself these aren't just black exploitation movies these are just like this weird time capsule thing that I can't articulate well enough, but they like, they have this weirdness that will never, ever, ever be replicated. Mm -hmm. And so I have to give it a little bit of credit for that. So, but still, this is a movie that just, 
it thinks if one thing's funny, well, doing that thing for another five minutes must be funny too. And it is not yeah. at all. So and, it's and like he's that just, guy at the office that tells the joke louder and louder and yep. louder until people <laughs> yeah. laugh out of fear. Yeah. And God, like Rudy Ray Moore is just a piece of shit in this movie. And he kind of is in all of his movies. And I can't handle that. But I definitely like, I like the Dolomite movies a lot more. Yeah. And Human Tornado a lot more than this. This is just like, I, I, ugh, mm-hmm. it's bad. It's it's everything taken to the wrong excesses. It's bad. I, unless you had something to say. Oh, I, 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 I I agree that the movies will never be exactly replicated, but I think time will tell that they kind of have been. And go with me on this for a second. Like, skip to a later era movie. Like, if you if you erase anything good that they ever did, like, skip to, say, The Love Guru. And imagine, like, that was where Mike Myers said, this is me. This is what I, this is what I am. This is my brand of comedy. Like, when people get too big for their own britches, and mm-hmm. they skip to that just ludicrous vanity project bullshit thing yeah like but like rudy ray moore started there he didn't have a wayne's world he didn't have time on time spent on snl Mm -hmm. he just jumped right to that i'm so fucking full of myself i made this ludicrous thing where i'm playing 16 parts or you know whatever Mm -hmm. dumb thing yeah now there's a time capsule area because you're never going to get the i I, as, as this finish i was saying there's something about the drugs of the seventies. They were good enough to like give you confidence and fuck you up, but not so much that you were just so that they were so good that you're like, I'm doing drugs and that's what I'm doing. They were, I'm doing drugs and now let's go make a fucking movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said about modern day drugs. Just, you know what? You're, you're doing drugs. How about you just do that? right now because anything else is probably a bad idea hyper focused drugs of the modern era so because i prescription i, shit, I would man. say yeah. i would say the thing that to me that most likens to this besides the later vanity projects of mike myers and rob schneider and all of these people that got whatever the hell they are um to me this this his movies very much strike me like cheech and chong movies where they're very much of a time period, and if you're not in on the fucking joke, they are a goddamn pain to watch. Mm-hmm. You're very much right about that. I just um, because yeah, like if call. if you're just like not with it, like I mean, Up and Smoke is like the only like mildly acceptable one. Like any of the other ones are just fucking painful, and they're like a time period piece, and you can look at them with you have a curiosity. To be on the same drugs. Yeah, you, you can look at it and like say. All right, I, this is a, a thing. This was a time, a thing people did, but it's not funny now. Um, yeah, and I guess I need to give a rating somewhere in there. I I think, I think I'm going to go four bags. I mean, the, the the um, the yes, just for sheer sheer uh, shock sake, sheer shock shake. Uh, the sure the, shock the, shake. the the shooting right outside of the funeral is like, what the fuck is happening? But it's it's doesn't it's still that's it's gross. Like I mean, when you think about it, it's it's dumb and it's gross. It's like well, the fuck is this about? This is about a you're gonna murder thirty people to fill a two thousand seat arena like a couple times. Fuck you. Fuck everything about you. <laughs> it's not even a two thousand seat. It's like a two hundred seat and, place. And so. even even if I were gonna go up to three bags for that shock value, I I would I would take one back away for Rudy Ray Moore not. For a half a fucking second, you using his brain and go, you know what? Maybe I could save that little kid. Fuck yeah. him. Fuck mm-hmm. him for that. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go ahead and get the rating out of the way, and then I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, three bags, because this is a piece of garbage. Um, 
I hate giving you know I, I hate giving a black exploitation history month movie a, a bags rating but um, but there it is because uh, I want them all to be good but um, I've realized a thing about Rudy Ray Moore's movies for one um, Petey Wheatstraw there was an actual uh, like black folk musician from the um, early yep 1900s something like the 20s 30s yeah like 30s 30s and 40s blue singer and he, his whole shtick was sort of like, I'm the devil's son-in-law. I'm the sheriff of hell. Mm-hmm. And Rudy Ray Moore ripped off this shtick wholesale from this guy, which is, which is fine. I mean, people, you know, people do that all the time. But he also ripped off his, didn't he rip off his um, comedy style of Dolomite from, some, I believe he ripped off his comedy style from, for the Dolomite stuff. Like his whole rhyming shtick, I think he ripped that off of somebody else. Also, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, He's a piece of shit. Yeah, Rudy <laughs> Raymore might be a piece of shit, but it's kind of interesting that these movies are a little bit like folk tales. They're like wild, insane folk tales, and they remind me of you know folk tales about trickster gods and. Uh, about stuff that we're not, you know, normally used to to reading about, just the stories, because there is a really interesting story behind this, which is, you know, there's this guy who has a legendary birth. He's sort of bigger than life before he's born. Mm-hmm. He learns a skill, you know, learns to defend himself at a young age. Grows up, some shit goes down. He makes a deal with the devil to make it right and then tries to you know tries to outthink the devil and in the end he fails like yep. that is a that is 100% a folktale yep it's a um well he even mentioned uh uh, uh Daniel we- uh, Daniel Webster, Webster yeah, yeah. 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 Tr- trick the devil yeah. um and it's a you know and it's a it's a warning not to make a deal with the devil because you're going to you're going to lose all the time or every time you're going to lose so the story by itself I, I really like that. And I was thinking the whole time, like, this is a this is a good story. It's got good bones. It's just it's just got Rudy Ray Moore all over it. It's just got mm. osteoporosis. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> and and I recall like the human tornado and Dolomite being kind of similar. Like they've got this legend quality, this legend and folktale quality to them that I really like. It just falls apart when you add Rudy Ray Moore into the equation. I think you could have put a hundred different actors in the lead character role um, and probably made a much better, interesting, still kind of funny at some points, folky movie. But maybe you'd have to have a different director too. But it just it just falls apart in so many places. And that's it makes it actually more disappointing to me that there's such a good structure or such a good story idea hiding behind this, you know, this farcical bullshit um, <laughs> that I think I'm going to revise it down to four bags because <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, son. <laughs> I I don't want to like stretch this out anymore, but like thinking about his fantastical birth thing, I think threw me off for a, a good 20 30 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. because i forgot that the subtitle was the devil's son-in-law i thought he was like the devil's son yeah 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, because ah. of the whole fantastical birth thing, I was like, why the fuck aren't you just using devil powers or what, whatever? You know, like, get it. Let's get this going. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's the devil's son-in-law. So what the fuck? He's was got to marry why, into why, it at some Why point. was he grown a 10-year-old kid or yeah, whatever? That doesn't that, make any sense. That part of the legend doesn't make All sense. Right. Um, okay. Uh, I have been patient with Rudy Ray Moore over the years. <laughs> um, oh, no. And you can say that him, his best character was in Monkey Hustle because that wasn't him. Like, it was him. He's doing his shtick in that. But it was outside influences all around him. It wasn't a Rudy Ray Moore universe movie. It was Mm. he's been plucked out and is a character in a real motion Yeah, he was actually playing a character. Right. And all these movies are... All these movies have been so far is just his inner circle of whatever his lifestyle is, which apparently is going to clubs and going to martial arts lessons. And he just incorporates this into movies. But it has no basis in reality there's there's nothing to it that makes any sense whatsoever and by the third one of these they should be getting somewhat better and they're just garbage they're They're worse made like garbage and this of the three this is the absolute worst that we've seen i'm giving it four bags i wish i could give it five because i fucking hate it but i will admit that i laughed at a couple of his stupid lines just but because more because of the way he delivers them not Mm -hmm. necessarily what he's saying and that shooting was just so audacious. Just like, how the fuck do you do that? Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you put pen to paper and just say, and then the goons who are kind of incompetent to begin with show up with Tommy guns and murder 25 people so that the comedy club rivalry ends. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. No. <laughs> but man, I just, I really Ray Moore's a piece of shit. I can't. Your fans want yeah. you to go five bags, Chuck. <laughs> I, well, I can't. I, I, I will admit, to go with what he feels. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be the lone four bagger on this, mm-hmm. but man, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate this. It's, I just, I don't want to drag it out anymore. But it's interesting when you said it's his delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, like it reminded me that I saw um, Tracy Morgan mm-hmm. a few months ago, and everything he did was delivery. There weren't really set up punchline jokes. Yeah, it was just kind of like you're here to see Tracy Morgan, and it's attitude. Yeah, and and it's like he was just saying stuff, and it was and people were laughing, but I'm like, he's not really telling jokes. Mm-hmm. He's just talking shit, and that's kind of what Rudy Ray Moore is. Except Rudy Ray Moore never had any other characters. Yeah, like you know, at least with with Tracy Morgan, you've got characters you can point to and go, yeah, that guy was funny. That he was funny in that. Mm-hmm. Rudy Ray Moore, you don't have that. You just have like this guy who thinks he's hot shit, and it hasn't aged well. <laughs> yeah, I to mean, say the least. If if you at the very least want to make a movie that's not Dolomite and is a different character with a different story, don't play it the exact same way. Don't rhyme all your dialogue. Don't be a stand up comedian. Don't mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's I, I understand you do what you know, but fuck, man, by your third movie, branch out a little bit. Yep. So So yeah. is Disco Godfather the only one we have left? Yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, like out of everything? Out of- that's pretty much it for him, yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought he had like fourteen more no, Dolomite things on no, video. No, no, no. no are, that those, candle burned bright. Those are all things you out. never ever want. To, those are, I know I don't want to watch them. I just thought that he made a whole bunch of straight no, no, video no. Dolomite those are, things. He's barely in them, oh, and okay. in some cases, isn't even Dolomite. And, oh, okay, great. No, yeah. No. So there you go. So yeah, let's put this month to bed. Uh, Sorry it ended this way. This but, is n- not our best year. No, gotta say. Yeah, yeah. it's it's we fine. Some good ones. I mean, yeah. some some. 
middle of the road goodness. I think we were just expecting Shaft to really knock us on our butts, yeah. and it's not that type of movie. No, it is a good motion picture. Yeah, we yeah. just we didn't just have any like great you know movie. standouts like you know yeah. Trouble Man coming out of nowhere right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you know we've had some really, really, really kick ass movies. We started strong, yeah. and mm-hmm. it wasn't part of the plan. It was just hey, this looks like a movie we would like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Oh well, we'll do it again next year. Right. Yep. Every year. Every year. Anywho, let's uh, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. Stay tuned after the break for exciting contest information. Boom! All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamfcast. Second half. Second half. Da, 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 da. I saw a couple of movies. Oh, do tell. Good Recent job. movies. Um, I saw the movie Arrival, oh. which is a science fiction movie. I've, I've heard tell that that is. A much heralded science fiction movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was mostly okay. Um, <laughs> I think that movie goes to a place where it's like, yeah, all right, this makes sense. And then it keeps going for another 20, 30 minutes, and you're like, okay, you kind of ruined it. Hmm. Like, I think it's revelation comes too early, and then the rest of the movie is just kind of playing into that, and the more they play into it, the stupider it sounds. I, I just... I, I'm not, I don't want to get spoilery about hmm. it. I just think that it, it didn't resonate with me like it is with a bunch of other people, hmm. and there are some reasons for that, depending on your family status, I guess I'll say. No. Uh, but some people it's, it tends to resonate with more than it did me. I, I think it's, it's nifty science fiction, but a lot of it is like that third season of Torchwood, like the setup, the premise of it, a lot of like the atmosphere of it is a lot of the children of earth thing. I didn't make it that far. Okay. But well, yes, I'll take your word for it. There's some, there's a lot of similar similarities to the third season of Torchwood and, my wife and I were sitting there going, wait, this is torch. Wait, that's tor- what what is this movie doing? They're just ripping that. Well, off, to but- be fair, the book was written in like the 80s. I, think, I know that it was based on. Yeah. So maybe that ripped that off. But just like visually speaking, just looking at it, we're like, wait, no, that's. Hmm. But it's it's worth watching. I, I would not mm. I would not say don't well, see arrival. Smart sci fi. It is. It is. It's it's not. There are some disappointingly dumb things in it but for the most part it's it's of that gravity interstellar martian grouping of these are science fiction movies that are saying something and mm-hmm. it's pretty good that they're doing that um well i feel i mean i don't know that gravity's saying anything it's just so remarkably made yeah that's what i mean it's I it's mean, not it's not interstellar was trying to say too much and it's like we fucking got it yeah <laughs> but i mean it's and, not like it's not lockdown it's not yeah. you know Oh, right. Space Jail, you know, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. goofy action movies in space. It's high concept yeah. a- science fiction movies. I, it didn't, to me, it didn't beat you over the head like Interstellar did, where it was yeah. like, by the end of that oh, movie, Oh, no, was Interstellar like, was just like, I okay, yes. get it. Science. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Time mm-hmm. is different in, uh-huh. a, in a <laughs> in light speed. <laughs> right. God damn it. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, but yeah, Arrival, you should see it. It's it's fine. Speaking of fine, I also watched a movie called uh, The Girl on the Train. Oh yeah, yeah. Which um, 
very similar to Gone Girl in a way in which you will be fucking terrified mm-hmm. of it. It's it's just it's one of those movies that like sparks debate at the end between the sexes, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um and it just it's just fucking frightening. It it's <laughs> it's terrifying in that regard. The movie murder mystery part of it is kind of obvious given that you realize the movie has a limited set of characters. Mm-hmm. And so once they start eliminating certain things, you're like, oh, well, obviously it's going to be this. And yeah, it's that because there's nowhere else for it to go. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those movies. It's one of those kind of moody, atmospheric, like everything's kind of lurking under the surface. The movie's yeah. just kind of droning on and on and on. And then, you know, it, murdering starts happening and it's, the that situations is, are frightening. That is so weird. Like, do you ever have a movie where just like based on the title and who's in it, you're like, eh, and yeah. you just write it off because I'm like, I don't know why I thought that was like a rom-com or something. Yes. Is that what you thought? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you telling me this, I'm like, well, really? I, yeah. I avoided seeing that because I just, I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I was just like, ah, who's in it? And the title, bleh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not advertised well. Okay. Um, but it is. It's one of those things that it's it sparks discussion when okay. the movie's over, well, and, it, and that's like it or not, that's kind of a good thing. Oh no, you, likening it to Gone Girls enough for me to see. Yeah. I, I'm oh, not yeah. going to judge it like it's, parallel. It, but, it's not as horrifying right. as Gone Girl. Gone Girl is just like I don't want to ever go outside again. I don't want to ever interact with another human being again. Uh, it's not that bad, but it does have some some parts of that to it where you're just like, oh man, this is God. Can you imagine <laughs> kind of thing? So. Uh, again, fine, worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's going to knock your house down or anything, but yeah, pretty good. I, I just love that. Given enough time, people are. If you went back and listened, I'm going to sound higher praising on Passengers than I did Arrival, and not true. It's not true. Like it's just. <laughs> I think I built myself up for Arrival, whereas like Passengers is like, what time is it? That starts mm-hmm. now. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like that. It was pleasantly surprising. Yeah. You know. Like that to me, that's better than like, oh, this movie. I've heard such good things, and then yeah. it's like, all right, yeah, they talk to some aliens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Arrival just had a couple things in it that bug me about movies. It's one of those movies, and I think you might have mentioned it, where it's it's like no one ever turns their lights on. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone just sits around in darkness all the time, and it's it's like I get it, you're going for something moody, but fuck, turn a lamp on. You know, you live in I don't know the Pacific Northwest or something where it's foggy all the time. Maybe turn on a lamp so you can see what you're doing. Um, also her character at the beginning of that movie, not even remotely paying attention to obviously earth shattering shit that's going on yeah. is odd. It's sure. just like, how do you not pay attention to that? So, yeah, well, we, we could have another discussion mm-hmm. that would involve spoilers, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I went ahead and watched another movie for, uh, project pinball or pinball project. I can't remember. Silver one. ball ball. Sure. Project. That thing. Ball the pinball silver. project. Yes. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> So in in my I, I am still basically proceeding with attempting to do the lowest rated and or things I remember were bad first. Um, this time brought me to I believe nineteen ninety four is the Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go ahead and admit that I'd never seen the Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, no one can. And <laughs> now I will admit I actually really like the Shadow. <laughs> Interesting. Um, a lot of people do. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked how much I liked that movie, um, and that I'm actually kind of mad that I never watched it before. Now, it's not perfect. Like there, there are a lot of issues in the movie, but 
to me, there's something interesting about the era around, you know, it's all basically influenced by 1989's Tim Burton Batman, um, where studios were willing to take chances and put together these lavish sets and costumes and things for these movies. And they didn't always work, but like, to me, the style in this movie is like almost enough to just say that it's a good movie. Hmm. Um, the story is passable. I mean, it's a, you know, it's an old, old, old style superhero story. So it's much more mm-hmm. basic than even Batman. I mean, it predates Batman by like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, and the other thing, and I'll get my last Batman analogy out of the way. It kind like, don't get me wrong, because I know as soon as I say these words come out of my mouth, it's going to, people are going to froth at the mouth. I love Michael Keaton, Batman. I kind of wish Alec Baldwin had played first Batman hmm. after watching this. Like, I know that sounds really weird, but, like, when he walks in, um, into the room, just, like, not in character, he is more Bruce Wayne than I think I've ever seen anyone be Bruce Wayne in a movie before. Um, and, and like I said, it's, like, that alone, I just think, would have been amazing. G- again, I love Michael Keaton Batman. This is not a knock. It's just, like, watching him in this movie when he walks in and, like, owns a room yeah. as, as stylish as he is at that age, I was like, holy shit, he would have been a great choice for, for Batman, too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got this, uh, wacky side cast of just like, oh, look, that person. Oh, look, that person. Like, there are so many people in this movie in small roles where it's just like, oh, that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even mean to, but back to back, uh, I have another, another Tim Curry movie. Oh, <laughs> he was in this one as well. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ian McKellen. And I think the earliest role I've ever seen him in, I, I, Honestly, don't know what Ian McKellen did for like the first four years of his acting life because <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I mean, it's weird. Like he, he popped up in like the late 90s or mid 90s and it's like, where were you for, what were you doing? Yeah, I feel like Apt Pupil was the first thing I saw him in and yeah. it was just like, hey, this guy seems all right. Right. <laughs> but he's already old. Why did you waste all your life, sir? Yeah, right. The first um, thing I saw him in was Gods and Monsters. Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. That yeah. movie yeah. rules. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But these, but these are all like mid '90s movies, you yeah. know. And it's like, where were you for at least 20 years before? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think he was actually as old as he was playing in some of those movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's a movie dripping with style. Uh, it's a little weird, like the character. I mean, I'm sure this is just a trait of the character, but it's a little weird that like the shadows' basic mo is show up be invisible and just cackle laughter like that's a really weird character trait <laughs> like, yeah it's like dude stop some crime and stop laughing but you know i guess it's menacing and well it's, his nose gets a little bigger yes and yeah i his whole thing because i i used to long story but I used to listen to some of the the radio shows like sure. the shadow because uh, i'm 100 years old everybody and <laughs> <laughs> The Shadow's M.O. was always just basically like, show up and just make a guy go nuts until he just confesses to whatever shit right. he did. That's that's all. It's just Invisible Man running around laughing until the person in the room goes, oh, fine, I fucking did it. Just leave me alone, Shadow. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the Shadow's secret power. <laughs> yeah. to just, so he just trolls someone. Until yeah, he's like, confess. I know what you did. And it's like, well, where are you? And it's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's like, all right, fine, leave me alone. I did, I did it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just so much going on in this movie. Like, little little attentions to detail and costuming and, and set design and cars and everything that is just pretty phenomenal and the kind of things that they just barely bother with anymore. I mean, 
Captain America First Avenger is the only thing I can even remotely point to where it's like, all right, I know a lot of this was CG and it's easier to do now, but still you, you went the mile to make it look like this time period. Mm-hmm. This was like lavish sets. I mean, down to the point that like the streets, like you couldn't even go to actual New York and do this because like the streets didn't even have proper uh, like street corners. Like right. the, the curbs weren't there. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, we poured some asphalt and it just kind of ploops over. You know, there's like no nice rounded sidewalk edges that, that you know, they figured out to do later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's like, where did you do this and how did you do this? And, you know, there's just constant stuff throughout that movie that is just pretty amazing. And I mean, everything else is good to serviceable and like the, like the, 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 the music, the sets, the costumes and everything just like push it over where it's like, man, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think, I think this is, I think this is probably the first pinball movie where, where I was actually like, yeah, no, yeah, you liked it. Yeah, I actually liked it. Like, <laughs> I mean, all of them so far have been kind of like, well, it's not as bad as I remembered it, but, you know. Right. And this the machine one, is pretty good, too. Huh? The pinball machine itself yeah. is pretty damn good, too. Yeah, I just, I, like I said, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm actually kind of mad that I never saw this before. I just, this is one of those I just immediately wrote off. I saw it in the theater and was just like, eh, and haven't seen it since, so I probably should revisit yeah. it. it. I think at the time, to me, it felt like, it's another one of these, like, yeah. because they were, you know, just Dick well, Tracy like and Rock, Batman Rocketeer, and Rocketeer. Or, yeah, and it was just like, things, yeah. okay, I get it. You guys want to do your, your time period thing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. but eh, I've seen this. Okay. You know, so, but yeah, yeah there, there, I, there, I there, there's one it. shot with the, the bad guy. Um, that is so cool. Like he's got this like ornate tile floor mm-hmm. on, on his lair or whatever. And then he's wearing this robe. That's like the same pattern. And he's all like crouched down with like this robe spreading out like four different directions and it matches the tile. And then he just kind of like stands up and, Oh, it's, it's like so fucking cool looking. Wow. And I, I don't know. It's just like, there are like shots of that movie that are legit good. Hmm. And it's just weird. Like almost all the people involved. I mean, I think David Kep wrote it. That's about yeah. the only name you would recognize yeah. from like behind the scenes, I think. Hmm. And well, and I think Jerry Goldsmith did the score, but yeah, I mean, it's like the director guy. I don't think what did much of note hmm. I looked up, but anyway, like I said, I I would actually recommend it if you if you somehow skip that one, it's it's better than a lot of those. A lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> How about emails, dude? The dude? director made Highlander. Well, wait, it's Russell Mulcahy. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, shit. Well, uh, but that's about it, right? I mean, like the first Highlander. Well, I mean, he was yeah. like, he was a big music video guy. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Highlander, yo. Yes, I know Highlander. <laughs> right, dude. Dude, Highlander, fucking Highlander. <laughs> it's only the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Well, <laughs> there can really be only one. So. Also, Ricochet. Mm. Okay, fine. The guy's great. <laughs> dude, no, Razorback. No, dude, we're, <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying Ricochet is pretty fucking awesome. Dude, okay. He, Ricochet is totally going to be a Bamcast movie here pretty soon. Okay. He made the video for Rio. That'll be like the second Bamcast movie that like, I've seen before like we've seen it. Rio? <laughs> yeah, Duran Duran's Rio. Yeah. Dude. Rio. Rio. <laughs> Now, if you told me you directed Barbarella, I'd be more impressed. <laughs> no. He actually directed the first music video ever on MTV. Mm-hmm. Video killed the radio spot. Yep. Yep. That's why he is who he is. This has been your trip through IMDb. Right. So, yeah, that would explain why he had some really cool shots, though. He did music videos. Mm-hmm. And Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> and Highlander 2. And now he's directed 36 episodes oh, of Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh, 
Maybe that's I, maybe I just didn't go far enough yeah. back. Maybe you're yeah, just like, oh, just like, I just, Wolf and I just like, saw yeah. a bunch of like TV yeah. shit, and I was oh, like, oh, and uh, Chuck's favorite tales from the crypt. So, yeah, mm. plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if I remember, I think that episode was pretty good. Oh, we did four of them. Well, I'm sure one of those was really good. <laughs> I'm sure. Anyway, yeah. Uh, BJ, yes. Are you ready to uh, do a little drawing? You can draw for us? Yeah, what do you want me to draw? <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm like one of your French girls. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> so With a gonna, stick figure. Yeah. Give shit we've, away. Uh, we've, got, we've got gifts for listeners. Gifts? We, Animated gifts. gifts. <laughs> we have yes. a couple things. We have gifts. Oh. oh, g- oh. Animated gifts. Oh, like Christmas gifts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Birthday gifts. <laughs> and giraffes. Why, why did that one break, Chuck? But no, we've uh, we agreed to give away some of the uh, we did the physical media that we used this month. We entered into a pact uh, by which we must abide. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have um, some Twitter entries and some Facebook entries, and we have some live stream entries as well. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so I guess we'll do the Facebook entries first, since there are two of them. And Chuck, <laughs> what do the fine people over on Facebook win? Uh, the people on Facebook are going to win. The Soul Showcase Triple Feature <laughs> Grand Prize the disc <laughs> that features two Bamcast movies on it. Already, this is disqualified. You can't contain two names. We didn't put we didn't put the lid on the ping pong balls. They all flew out. <laughs> but anyway, no. Uh, it contains both Willie Dynamite and That Man Bolt. Yes, along with Trick Baby, which we haven't seen, but we will. So, so one lucky winner. On Facebook, is going one out. You had a fifty percent. You have a fifty percent chance. If you didn't enter, you could have had a thirty-three yeah. percent chance and possibly ruined it for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, only two because apparently only two people know where the share How button much is on Facebook. Could you do with two pieces of paper as much as I can, <laughs> Harlow? Why don't you draw the? Uh, draw? I, don't, I don't believe in Facebook. <laughs> That's why you're drawing. Yeah, yeah I know you're not believe. on Facebook. We'll I know draw you the do, don't believe in <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> the winner is, ladies and gentlemen, the winner is. Paul M. Yeah, I can't pronounce your last name, Paul. So, um, <laughs> well, we can contact Paul M. via Facebook because you can. Yeah, I yeah. think you can do that on there. If you happen to send us a message before we do, then great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> Otherwise, job. Otherwise, we'll be in touch. There it is. <laughs> Thanks for sharing these. And these are the tweeters. Yeah. Yes. What a tweet. These are the tweeters. Cool. Let's give away Shaft on Blu-ray. Oh, hey, Paul's here. <laughs> Hooray, Paul's in oh, the chat. Oh, hey, Paul. Send us a message with your address, Paul. Yes, Paul. Not on here. Like, no. Yeah, you I mean, share send your... us a yeah. message on Facebook. Unless you don't care. However, you are now disqualified from the uh, live stream drawing. Uh, oh, That's true. I'm, I'm not going to put his name in. Nope. Sorry. I get it. Yeah, but he won the grand prize, so suck it. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. That's the grand prize? It's got three movies. It does it. have three movies, but I mean, Shaft Blu-ray. Shaft is on Blu-ray. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd say the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. Should we should we go ahead and give away Shaft? Yep. Okay. That's Twitter, right? Yeah, they're okay. already in Twitter's. the hat anyway. Well, then okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking me for? I don't know. Maybe we wanted to build up I to mean, it with this, the live stream. I don't know. Though. I mean, Shaft on Blu-ray, but this does have Willie, Willie D. And that man. We like that man, Bolt. Yeah, we did. All right. All right. So here's the next one. This is uh this is for the tweeters. Mackie, would you like to draw this one? Sure. I like Twitter. <laughs> I'll draw a name from it. This name is Adef187. Yeah. On a motherfucking cop. <laughs> Shaft. I forget what his name is, but I mean it's Adef187, but Adef187. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew. 
Is that it? I, I don't know. So. That was just a guess. I can't remember. Andrew I know Def. One eight seven. That's Mose, that's actually correct. Andrew Def. Um, <laughs> give me that piece of paper. Hey no. Def. Oh, it's Norville Barnes. That's his Twitter display name. <laughs> I don't know if that's well, your that's, real name. That's if it is your real name, right, let's let's not let's not bring that conversation up again. I don't want to have the Hudsucker proxy fight. Oh, I made you sad last time. All right, it'll be all right. Okay. Yeah, that movie's all right. If that is your real name, you have an interesting real name, and I like it. It's not. <laughs> it's it might not. be, bitch. It's not. Yeah. His Twitter yeah, picture bitch. is Tim Robbins yeah. from Hudsucker. It could just be a it coincidence. It could still be, yes. Yeah, right. Maybe he was so born in 94 up. and his parents really liked Hudsucker sure. Proxy. It's true. And we're also last name Barnes. <laughs> so send us a DM uh, on Twitter or yeah. we'll send you a DM Slide on Twitter. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. yeah. So smooth. <laughs> Get all now them. a live streamer. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah watch this the chat blow up. Actual people here. I hope it's somebody who is actually here right now, and who like they didn't leave, and they're going to win a copy of Cool Breeze. Cool, oh, Cool Breeze on Divida. Cool Digital versatile disc, correct? Although actually, actually not correct, not correct at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, DVD why? stands for nothing. Uh-huh. Stands for nothing. Yeah. DVD is nihilism. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we believe in nothing. Nothing. Okay, you think these are shaken up enough, Chuck? Sure. I'd, would you I, like to withdraw from, so. from this I would love chapeau? to give the live stream yeah. a prize. This one feels like a winner right here. What do I got? Whichever one you pull out feels like a winner, dumbass. <laughs> Zarok? Zarok? Zarok. 67? Got in at the last second. Big winner. Did he pop in and say, hello? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yes. He just he said he or she I, I said think, something. I think Zarok lurks a lot of the time. Okay, yes. I've seen Zarok pop in on a lot of them. Like, yeah. Yo, I'm oh, here. Yo, so pop in Zarok. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Doing the pop in. So yeah, there you go. Um, Congrats to all. Good job. Get hey, in touch with us. There's Zarok. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> You're a winner. Send us. Um, that is the excitement of a winner, right there. Yeah. Send us a message on Twitter or Facebook with some sort of way to identify that just, you're actually who you are, email. Yeah. or email, yeah. or email. Yeah, I keep forgetting about email. Well, we have it still. So. S- send us a Snapchat confirming your your yes. identity. Yes. Yeah. And we'll we'll video the movie and it'll disappear five seconds later. Right. Yes. That'll be fun for you. <laughs> but awesome. this, this is this is starting a thing. We're gonna we're gonna have more stuff to give away. Yeah. In the months to come. Hey, Patreon helps with that, doesn't yeah. it? It allows so, us to get the stuff. We're going to have a lot of stuff. physical media to start giving away. So. We're going to give away all of our secrets when we get liquored up on the live streams. Yeah. Hooray. With our robot bartender or Also whatever. going to happen. Wait, we're, robot bartender? Sure. The Rocky Four robot will come in. Might as well. Oh, man. Serve us Hi, drinks. Polly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to fall in love with the robot? Uh, it's probably it's BJ. Who's going to be the liquor, so I'm already <laughs> yeah. in love. Yeah. yeah. I mean... You saw how excited I was just when you said robot bartender. You were excited too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys will have to fight it out. You're yeah. Eiffel Tower, that robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a little devil, devil's triangle going there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of email. Yeah. Would you like me to read some of them? I sure would. Oh, cool. Uh, first one up is from Lou, who says Lost in Space is now streaming on Netflix. <laughs> hey, guys. So I saw 1998's Lost in Space was trending on Netflix. I've been looking for this for a while, as I remember it stupidly fun when I saw it. Holy crap, was I wrong. I have no clue how drunk and or high I was in 1998, but this is an awful movie. It's one of those films where it seems like the creators purposely made all the wrong decisions, hoping the studio would pull the plug. Remember the little yellow CGI monkey? Well, according to IMDb's trivia page, they had an animatronic puppet they replaced at the last minute because it didn't look good. 
So you think mid-90s CGI hasn't aged well. You should see what something replaced at the last minute looks like. <laughs> it's Saturday morning cartoon bad. Matt LeBlanc as an action star is still playing Joey, right down to flirting with the pretty girls. Unfortunately, the only girls are the underage Robinsons. There's also a nostalgia factor as most of the original cast makes appearances. The only holdouts are Bill Moomy, Mummy, Moomy, Mummy, Mummy, who wanted to play the older Will Robinson, but the director thought that would be too distracting. What the fuck? Having Will Robinson played by Will Robinson is distracting? <laughs> and Jonathan Harris, who flatly refused. Good on him. Really, it seems recently you've gotten away from watching really bad, bad movies, preferring nope. to spend your time actually being entertained. <laughs> Boy, that changed this week, didn't it, Lou? Uh, but maybe you could make an exception for this. I sat and watched the whole thing the other night and laughed my way through the whole thing. Really, the only good thing in the mov whole movie is the techno remix of the original theme over the end credits, and they even blew that by adding dialogue tracks from the film. Well, Have fun, Lou. I believe that's an Apollo 440 track. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, that was the time frame you always put dialogue in your your remix. Yeah. So, right. Um. So yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I re I actually really liked that movie when it first came out. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I have not watched it since. And the other thing is, I think I've remembered that they actually made a pinball table based on that, or maybe there was a prototype. <gasps> I think there was a prototype. I don't think there's actually yeah. one. Um. Because I mean, in '98, that would have been about the time that they were dying. Yeah. So yeah. they might have been talking about it, but I thought about revisiting it because I actually remember really liking the soundtrack. It had it had some good mm -hmm. good tracks on it. I would watch it again. I did not like it when it first came out, but you know sometimes those movies they don't age well, but for yeah. some reason they flip back around and somehow become charming in some dumb way. Well, I have bad news for both of you. Go on. Okay. It's two hours and ten minutes long. Okay, it's not going to be on this show. Yeah, it will not be on the Bamcast. <laughs> but maybe we can revisit it on an extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm... it's funny that I remember that uh, Matt LeBlanc was supposed to be uh, Matthew Perry, mm -hmm. who was like, he dropped out and was like, nah, I don't want to do it. And they just went down the list of Friends cast members and were like, okay, Matt LeBlanc, you get in here. So that always made Man, me Man, we could have ended up with David Schwimmer. Mm -hmm. Could have. Wow. He was busy making the pallbearer. Good on him. Oh, God. That I was think. a movie, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. But see, I, I It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember liking it because I pretty much like it at any time Gary Oldman like, mm -hmm. becomes a bad guy and speechifies. Yes. And I, that, was in the, that. that was in the time period where I was like, fuck, yeah, let's see Gary Oldman be a bad guy. Yeah. I like Air Force One because of Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. You know? like yep. That was the heyday of Gary Oldman. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. prime time. You need a villain. You get Gary Oldman, and yeah. he will speechify the fuck out of some you shit. You want him chewing some scenery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd watch it again. Yeah, totally from the would. director of Predator 2. Oh, Stephen Herrick? Uh, Hopkins. 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 <laughs> also a bunch of 24 episodes. I always forgot about that. that oh, kind of yeah. had this renaissance as a That's right. one of the dudes for 24. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It, length, I think, is what killed that one for us, Lou. Yeah. If it's 210, yeah, definitely. No. Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, next one up is from Scott from Seattle. Formerly of Dallas, now Seattle. Go on. Uh, title this one is Bamcast. Hmm. This is my first introduction to the world of bad movies was not MST3K as so many other people's was, but rather a then large web forum whose owner loved bad movies. One of his favorites was a movie titled Black Mail, which I managed to find on cable in 2002 or so and enjoyed. Quite recently, I've gone back and watched it, and in the decades of bad movie viewing past, it has not held up as well as I'd like, but it's still got some fun to it. The story setup is pretty generic. Two down on the lick. On their luck, gamblers are in debt to a loan shark. Go to extreme actions to get out of that debt. There's something that really sets this apart, though, 
and which I don't want to ruin by matching the surprise. I suggest some of your listeners seek it out and voice their opinions on it, but I'm not going to recommend this movie for the podcast because I can't figure out a way to sell it without giving away a rather, rather large surprise, and I know the description I've given makes it sound like a nothing film. It's not a Five Jocks movie or anything, but it's still fun. So that leads to my discussion question for y'all. How do you sell someone on a movie when you can't tell them about a major thing in the movie without giving it away? Imagine if you liked The Swerve in Dusk Till Dawn, or you wanted to sell someone on The Sixth Sense without mentioning The Kid Sees Dead People. <gasps> Spoilers. Uh, that was a surprise <laughs> in the film ruined by marketing. How do the four of you try and sell someone on a movie when the only way you can think of to do so requires you to ruin something the movie treats as a surprise? I'm kind of stumped on this, and I'd like to hear your opinions. Crash and Burn, Scott from Seattle. Um, personally, I usually just badger them into watching it, and then eventually they don't like it because <laughs> I've had to do that so much. Yeah. I would. I generally only recommend movies to people who understand what I like. Yeah. And so I will say, hey, you know the kinds of movies I like. You like those same kinds of movies. This movie is awesome. Yeah. Like I, I won't sell anyone on a on a plot. It's just like, hey, man, you know I'm good for this kind of movie, and if it's a good one, I'll tell you. This one is one of the good ones. Yeah. So that's I, I. I try to not recommend too many movies. I mean, I know we do this, but I mean. <laughs> when I'm when I'm talking about normal people like walking around, yeah. and I, I tend to sparingly recommend movies because when I say it, I want it to mean something. Yes, like I think you are going to fucking love this movie, and that's why I'm recommending it. Yeah, kind of like I mean, like Ex Machina. You know, it was like I don't want to say oversell this, but like you know, like really I knew, good. I knew yeah. you know Mackie at least was going. He was Ex Machina, you know, mm-hmm. liking it. Yeah, but yeah. But no, yeah, I, mean, I just tend to tell people. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Trust me on this. Don't, and, and I always, I usually say, don't read anything about it. Don't right. watch the trailer. Don't just, just watch it. Mm-hmm. And that tends to be all I need to do to, to sell it. What I like to do is I like to say, do you like movies where, and then spoil it for them <laughs> and then say, then you'll like that. Then you'll like this movie. <laughs> do you like movies where it turns out the kid is dead at the end? Yeah. Then you're going to love the sixth sense. <laughs> You like movies where it turns out the bad guy is the guy's father, but also the the, the love interest is actually his sister. Yeah. Have I got a set of movies Boy, for you? I got an idea. <laughs> no. Do you like movies where you think it's a girl the entire time, and then at the very end you find out it's a dude? You might like yeah. uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Clever. There's a clever twist. Naked Gun, thirty-three and a third. Mm-hmm. What the twist? Um, no, I. I mean, Jurassic I just. Park. <laughs> We find out they're all females. Yeah, Yeah. nice one. Good one. Um, (laughs) No, I usually like all all I do is just say, yo, you need to watch this for real. This is this is what you want in a movie or what you want in this type of movie. You should watch it. Go see it. Um, The weird thing is getting movies recommended to me when people find out, you know, this dark hobby. Oh, yeah. Like that's always the worst. I do a bad movie podcast. I've been doing it for eight years. And yes, mm, yeah, <laughs> I have had that so many times that yeah. I just like I do a movie podcast. Just leave it at that <laughs> movie. Yeah, people I recommend a, the weirdest shit. I have a dude at work who keeps asking me like he's like, man, you hear about Sharknado 4? And I'm like, yes. And I told you I fucking hate those things. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say like. That's no, not. Just, I well, I mean, OK, so <laughs> should be yeah. efficient. So I don't <laughs> I don't want to just like. Not specifically in that instance, mm-hmm. but in some instances, people will recommend stuff to me, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I heard about that like seventy-five years ago, and I know what it's about, and I'm not interested in it at all." But I don't just want to 
come out and say, yeah, I know. I don't want to be that aloof douche or that, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, aloof douche. Yeah, aloof <laughs> douche. Um, I think that's Swedish. Um, but I don't I don't want to be like, I just don't want to be shitty about it. So mm-hmm. I, I try to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. It's something that's not really our style, but, you know. Thank you for trying. But I appreciate <laughs> the interest that you're showing by yeah. trying to tell me about something that literally fucking everybody who has an internet connection knows about. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't even tell someone like, oh, man this movie has a twist and it's amazing. I wouldn't, I would no, never in a million no. years even tell someone there's a twist for anything. I would yeah. just say, man, this movie is great. You should see it. I'm not going to say, and make sure you watch the last 10 minutes because there's mm-hmm. a thing. in that it. Is, it's that like, is the worst when you hear someone. Say yeah. That I just like, you're just, please don't tell me there's a twist. Cause then the whole time I'm just thinking, okay, there's a twist in this. Yeah. So, and that's what that's honestly, I think it, well, it's a combination of factors, but I think that's why Shyamalan, became so derided for so long is because a waiting for the twist. Yeah. Everyone was waiting for the twist. So they were spent the movie trying to figure out what it was mm-hmm. and then B he forced it in on so many of them. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. yeah, there were a couple that didn't need it. Yeah. Signs didn't need it. Nope. And then sometimes it's fun to have a friendship where it's just all scorched earth. <laughs> Because, like, seriously, like, I have a running joke. I I only recommend movies for uh, T-Strel that have full frontal male nudity. <laughs> and what's better about that is the number of times that we've watched a movie blindly that ends up having full frontal male nudity. And every single time I'm like, fuck yeah, I win. <laughs> like, seriously, it was a running joke. Cause, and the funny thing is, I was actually recommending really good movies. It just it just had dongers on them. Yep. Yeah. And, it, well, and, remember, and he picked up on it about the third movie. It was like, how come every movie you recommend? It's <laughs> a dude's sticking. And well, I'm we, like, hell, we, I don't know. We had a streak on the Banffcast for a long time where it was just like male butts, mm-hmm. and it was like and and, and, and no female nudity whatsoever. And we're like, man, how does this keep happening? Like, like it was just it was. Yeah, I, I thought think we all realized were supposed that, to be tits and blood. Yeah, we realized <laughs> that like in the fourth or fifth movie where it happened, we're like, wait a minute, like we haven't. <laughs> We haven't seen a nipple in a while. It's, <laughs> what are we doing here? Man? Lots of ass. Yeah. We got and, we got a lot of cheek, but we don't have any. Yeah. Whenever whenever T Strell recommends a movie to me, I just don't watch it. Well see, that's that's, that's pretty plan. much where I came from. I was like, Oh yeah, you're gonna keep recommending this directed <laughs> yeah, Netflix. Yeah, nine, thanks. This directed Netflix <laughs> found footage demon exorcism thing. Well guess what? Donger. <laughs> Fight fire with fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I was actually recommending really good movies, though. But I was like, Fight I was fire with I, I was like, oh, you've never seen Boogie Nights? Oh, that's such a good movie. We should watch that. And that was the best one because it's the last five fucking yeah. seconds of the movie. And I was like, yes, you didn't know about that, did you? Awesome. Nope. <laughs> oh, that, that was the best slow burn ever. I'm just sitting there that whole movie watching uh. it with him like, oh, I know it's coming. Uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got a couple more. but These will be kind of quick. Mm-hmm. Uh Next one up is from Jay, who says, a conspiracy theory. Is Disney killing physical media? Question mark. (gasps) Hey, Bamfcast crew. Jay from Vegas here, and I was tipped off to a rather strange phenomenon when I went to see Moana at the Dollar Theater. The basic summary is that you can pre-order Doctor Strange, Moana, and Rogue One on any digital storefront, but no pre-order options exist for the Blu-ray copies of these films. 
As someone who loves having hard copies of movies when I pay $20 plus for them, the idea that Disney may be testing an all-digital future is a bit worrying when we all live in a world of internet data caps and have no guarantee Disney won't someday sell off Star Wars and or Marvel, then refer you to the terms of service when you lose access to your digital library. As movie fans yourselves, what are your thoughts on the end of physical media being thrust upon us? Is it worth the risk for convenience, or are you like me and will be an old man yelling at clouds? Certain other Simpsons reference here, Jay, sent from the Apple Newton throne at Martin's head by Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, that actually answered a question I had because I buy all the Marvel movies and Doctor Strange, like when you go on Amazon, you can find the digital version, but the physical just says unavailable. Mm -hmm. There are options for it, but they're all unavailable. Mm -hmm. Notify me when this is available. Yep. And yeah, Disney would love to be in control of all that. And and yeah, I think they don't want physical media because that means they can't sell it to you anymore. Or if they do, it has they have to really actually put effort into selling it, you know, because yeah. I think they all knew that in the DVD days, they double dipped a whole bunch of times and burned everyone. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, they they'd love for that to go away. I I hate that so many movies are only streaming. I hate when the code I get in it is uh ultraviolet only and I can't download it. If they give me an iTunes option, I will always take the iTunes option because then I have the file. I can put it on a USB stick or a hard drive or Dropbox or wherever, and I will always have it. Yeah, That's about as good as it's going to get for the future, really, because you know, new Macs don't have a drive in them. Well, the other, the other thing about that, though, like I know this is so petty, but like one of the things that really pisses me off about digital copies in general is and iTunes or Voodoo or whatever you have it in is when they just suddenly are like, guess what? New artwork deal with it like mm-hmm. i know that's really dumb but like when you're scrolling through your movies and you're like used to seeing a poster for something and then suddenly they just go and change it like that oh, that yeah. really annoys me i mean it just it's I, I don't know like i said that maybe that's just like super super picky on me but like it, it is a bit but i but i understand it well like like what like netflix is new thing like most interf- i know not at all netflix interfaces are the same across all devices but like man their artwork and their further thumbnails and stuff now are so terrible yeah. like nine times out of ten unless you can see the title you'd have no idea what movie it's for yeah like they pick the worst frame out of a movie it's like oh that's from that okay i i don't know when all the streaming services decided that box art doesn't have to be poster sized anymore and it just has to be a, a tiny rectangle because that's what netflix right. has yeah. done yeah. Mm-hmm. so all you get is like basically the big dumb faces of the two or three people who are in the movie and a giant logo and it's like that literally could be anything. Yeah. And considering that James Franco is in every movie, it those things tell you nothing. It's mm-hmm. just like, there's James Franco with, I don't know, and what is it called? It could be a disturbing beach thriller, or it could be one of their dumb weed comedies. I have no idea. He's making that same dumb face that he makes on everything, which is just eyes closed, just, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... The ultimate question was, do we still fight for physical media, right? That's not what it kind of came down to. Like, do we believe that it's dying? It's almost gone. I mean, there's nowhere. Retail stores don't carry them anymore and there's no more rental places. So and there's there's just no features on them anymore either. You are basically paying for a copy of the disc that you will have on a shelf. Yep. You know, I I mean, as long as you're fine with that. Here, here's the thing, like, and here's what I'm, I'm worried about is the music industry got right before CDs died. Yeah. Like, they were basically like, all right, 
you know, this is kind of dumb how protective we're being. Mm-hmm. If you bought it, we're going to trust you. We got to trust in the faith of people. People that are going to steal are going to steal no matter what we do. So they just, you know, started taking out the DRM and stuff and being like, yeah, if, if this service closed, you still have the MP3, M- M4, whatever it is. Movies need to do the same thing. Because yeah. right now it's, it is very much a walled garden. And I have digital copies of movies, but they're usually the ones that came with a physical copy. Um, I've, I do buy some movies just straight up digitally, but it's, it's much more rare. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. just because yeah. I, I just, I don't trust it. I mean, it's not that I think iTunes or ultraviolet or whatever is going to go away tomorrow, but ultraviolet certainly could iTunes probably not for the foreseeable future, but any of the other ones could. And, and I mean, major players have closed, you know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you can't just go like, oh, well, Walmart service isn't going to close. It did. Yeah. I mean, they bought Voodoo, but that Voodoo's owning library is based on Ultraviolet, not their own service. Yeah. Their own service. They were like, yeah, sorry, your shit's gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's basically it's got a everyone has to do the criterion thing yeah. at this point if they want to survive. Right. And they want to sell and they have to do limited runs of things and basically make it like the vinyl market is now where yeah. it's collectors who want a nice addition. Yeah. And that's a pretty much what it takes to get me to buy anything these days. You know, like that one for the thing was great. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say, like, I'm not trying to shamelessly plug our little sideshows, but um, the Star Trek thing, like, I just out of curiosity, the same basic HD remaster is what's up on the streaming services for Next Generation. Right. You cannot even compare the quality to what's on the Blu rays. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it is not even remotely close. Like, the Blu ray looks like fucking reference material. I mean, it, it is pristine beyond all comprehension. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not even jumping into the 4K market, which yeah. that shit is not ready to stream for most no. people. You know, no way. No, not with a data cap. So I, th- I think that's that's the thing is I, if we keep going the way we're going, a, a new, better format for people that like the quality will come along and it will still need to be physical or Internet is just going to have to like say, you know what? Here's a gigabit connection and there's no cap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, my only concern is that unlike most music streaming, movie streaming is so limited, like just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies are nowhere. Can't stream them, can't rent them, nothing. And I would have no problem if things were available to rent. Like I'd, I'd rent stuff all the time, but five ninety nine for a movie that came out in 1975. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've made your money. Okay, I'm not paying you six dollars to stream something. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's that's horseshit. I'm sorry. I I understand all the video stores are gone and there's no more deals on anything. But come on, five ninety nine for a a streaming rental is insane, Mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah, yeah. And I've been in that weird place where I don't know whether like I I just am not buying movies in any fashion right now because I. I don't know. I there's enough I'm, choice to choose for free, essentially, or Netflix, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but Not also like there are a few. You know, I'll I'll buy something every once in a while when I really want it, and like like you can never watch Home Alone on Christmas because they take it off the streaming services and they make you rent it. So I bought it on DVD because it was the only thing that was available at the time. You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It just it feels like we're in a position where the digital movie market is not 
in a good spot yet, good enough yeah. spot for me to invest in anything. And like, you've got a ton of Blu-rays and DVDs, and you have a lot of them archived to your to your um, mm-hmm. to your NAS. Um, but that requires like a billion terabytes of storage, and you know, and managing it. And that's that's not something I want to do either. You know, it's I yeah. Like I said, I mean, they just they need to come to the idea like the music industry basically did and say, you know what, we're still making money despite piracy, and you know what, when you buy it, it's your copy. You know, we're yep. just we're just gonna have to trust you. Mm-hmm. I mean, make it make it reasonably priced. I mean, if you if you start selling digital copies for ten bucks, people are gonna be more willing to do it. And yeah. if and if you, it's ten dollars DRM free. And then you can take it and put it in whatever ecosystem you want. Because that's the other thing is like the other reason I don't want to take those ultraviolet copies is everything I've ever tried to use ultraviolet through fucking sucks. The interface (laughs) is terrible. Like voodoo is the worst. It's here's your movies in no particular order whatsoever. (laughs) Here's, you know, 73 pages of them, depending on how many you have, because we're going to show four titles per page and you're just going to keep scrolling until eventually you find it or or awkwardly type a search with your tv remote so i mean let me put it into something like plex or you know something that like organizes my movies better done you know yep. like i will buy all the i will go 100 percent digital mm-hmm. well plex isn't great either but it still is better than Voodoo. well again that's a it's a different experience depending on what thing you're on yeah. i mean there's not a necessarily uniformity all right we got other emails emails but we'll save them for next week yeah because it's late yep all right yeah so, quick contact stuff. Okay, um, bmfcast.com. That'll pretty much do everything you need it to do. The button's on the right-hand side. Clicky, clicky, clicky. Um, email us directly, bmf at bmfcast.com. Call us on the Garfield phone, 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. And um, check out the Instagram to see pictures of the, the shelf uh, a little bit later, maybe sometime this week. So, yep. And new shows are up on the Patreon. Uh, all of the new ones at the $5 level. We've put out at least one episode of each. Yep. More coming as we speak. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Walkie dokie. Oh, fuck. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast out. Cast out.